Well, thank you for joining us um, on Let the Head and Begin podcast. I'm your host, Asia. Um, and today we have Sammy Ferens, who is a master coach, a professional speaker, and also an, an author. He's the author of Broken Gratitude. Um, he started his business, he started on TikTok about business, um, but has transitioned over to mental health. Um, he um, helps people navigate and discover, I'm sorry, he helps people discover the life of gratitude while navigating chaos. How you doing, Sammy? Good. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Lovely to have you on the show. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's It keeps me inside. Normally, I'm an outside person, but today we're getting like 50 and 60 mile per hour gusts, so... I'm grateful to be here with you (laughs) and not blowing away somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful to have you here. Um, So we'll dive right in um, without further ado. Um, So you want to give us a little background about yourself, um, like about your childhood and stuff like that. And um, just a little, you know, background. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm old. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I, uh, I grew up in a small town uh, in central Missouri and uh, had a mom who was in a wheelchair. She had polio her whole life. And so uh, with that, my life growing up was a lot different than most kids, you know. Um, we uh, didn't, you know, it wasn't like I could go, hey, mom, let's go do this or hey, mom, let's, you know, let's go do that. You know, it, it limited a lot of what we were able to do. Uh, as a family and as a, as a kid and different things, but it was never a uh, holdback. You know, we still went to the park. We still went to church. We still lived a life and you know, that was, uh, but it was definitely different and taught my kids how to be different uh, around handicapped people and different things like that. So I'm very proud of that. Um, graduated high school, went off to the army and that was a whole different experience. Uh, very, you know, it was a, I, I've really not left the small town much. So going in the army and going off and seeing the world, that was a total different different experience. Um, and then, I'm, I'm uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. How long were you what? in the army for? Oh, uh, the first time I was in for about three and a half years. And then I actually did a, another stint for one year in 2010 I went back in for just a one year thing I was helping new soldiers train on old equipment so in total I guess you'd say four years uh, and whereabouts were you stationed at I started out basic training at Fort Benning good old Georgia down there with the red clay and the big uh, red ants and went over to Fort Hood, Texas, and then did a stint over in Korea and uh, did, did a lot of traveling. I was, I was infantry, so we trained in a lot of different places, went out to California, went to Louisiana, uh, went to Germany. So, you know, got to, okay. got to see Thank the world. Service. Oh, yep, yep. So, um, and then after the army, it was, I, pretty much goofed around for a little bit and then got got into uh, construction and that has been my life up until this moment and a couple of years ago I well about five years ago actually I decided to really delve into the uh, personal development and 
you know, I love sales. I love business. Uh, and, and that's what I wanted to help people with. And about a year, year or so ago, I started a TikTok and to do business, to do sales. And instead the, uh, mental health community really reached out to me and that, that has been a blessing in my life. And it was something I never knew would be. And now that it, it is what I live for. So, you know, it's a, it's a weird road we travel, but somehow or another, we find a path. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this with the whole mental health aspect, um, with you being in the army, did you ever experience any like PTSD or anything like that from being in the army? No, I, I can't say. Do do I have certain things that trigger me? Yes. Uh, I don't know. With me and the military thing, I'm actually speaking at a at a conference here uh, in a couple weeks. I feel like a lot of soldiers, veterans, are like myself as far as we got problems. We got things that happen that are going on. And the VA makes it so hard to get assistance. The VA, the government, whatever you want to call it, it's so hard to get assistance and then to get the correct assistance a lot of times that if you don't have somebody helping you right there from step one, you give up. You know, me, I've tried two different times to to get some different assistance. And both times it was like I just got to run around and you know, so I, I did, I just gave up. Um, when they, when you can get the services and you get the, you know, the, what all the, whatever all that you can get, it's worth it. I mean, it really is. Um, but a lot of people don't, I mean, I, I, I've got a computer, I've got ways to do it. I've got people to talk to and it's still super challenging. I can't imagine a veteran that's out there struggling so bad, struggling with the PTSD, struggling with being such an introvert because of maybe things that have happened. They're not reaching out. They're not going to go look for the help and the help that they do find. If it's at all, uh, again, the, the word that keeps coming to my mind is struggle. They give up. They're like, look, man, I, I can't handle yeah. doing this. Yep. Just the, like the stress of such a big transition, um, you know, being in the army and, um, you know, having to come back on the streets, still dealing with the trauma of being, you know, out there like that and all the events that you see taking place and just everything that comes with that. And then having to come home and struggle, like, you know, that's, that's really sad. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And there's so many other people that are also going through that. Um, I hear stories all the time, you know, about veterans being homeless and just different things that shouldn't even be a part of today's society you know yeah. and it's very unfortunate like you said people just give up you know after so long because it's like some people just you know they're already going through enough so why well, would I want to and it's one of those so this the topic that I'm going to speak on here at this uh, veterans health cl- uh, conference here in a couple weeks is from the moment that military you go in the military you're on a mission like that's that's literally how they train you they they take away all the training that you've had up until that point from 
growing up and in life, whatever it was before that, they take that away and they say, hey, we have a mission. And your mission is this. And day after day after day, you live a mission. Fast forward to whenever you get out, no matter how long a time that is, going through basic training and your AIT training and whatever else training, you've literally been retrained that a mission is your life. And again, fast forward to the end of that service and they say, okay, we'll go out in the world now and, and just live life. Well, the mission's over. Once you come out here in the civilian world, there's no more mission. You know, there's, there's no day to day. What do I need to do today that has to, that has to be done? I describe it like this. When you get in the civilian world, they say it's a goal and a goal to me is something that while it's, it's a great thing. I want people to have goals. Those are hopes and dreams and wishes. Well, man, I, I hope I get that. That's my goal. And I wish that I get my goal. Missions and military are taught. There have to be. There is no if, ands or buts. There's no excuses. It has to be done. And you take that away from a person after that's the life they lived. Well, yeah, they're going to have trauma. They're going to have loss, uh, confusion. You know, they don't know. And I feel like that's a big part of the suicide problem is, is just that, that I'm confused. I don't have a mission no more. So why am I needed? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way they feel. And unfortunately, and I say this with love, families try to reach out with this person, you know, moms, dad, brothers, sisters, wives, husbands, and they, and they try to come from a place of love which is great. You do need that. But this person that just lived a life of missions and went through different things that most people can't, can't even fathom. They don't need somebody to just love them. They need somebody that truly understands them, speaks in their language, knows their mindset, uh, understands what they are going through, you know, and a person that loves you just can't do that. And so again, it goes back to, I don't have a mission and nobody understands me. Why am I needed in this world? And next thing you know, they're taking their life and it's, it's just my, my goal isn't to lower the number of suicides. It's to eliminate it. Absolutely. Because even one is too many. Yes. Even one is too many. Um, oftentimes, you know, we try to, um, help people, but it's so hard. Um, for people to be helped when it's coming from someone that, who doesn't have the same lived experience as them. Because yeah. that right there creates a, a blockage of, you don't understand me. You don't, you know, how can you even understand that the correct help that I need if you don't know what I'm feeling or if you don't know what I've been through? Um, you know, so I, I think that it's best, you know, like I, I totally appreciate the work that you do. Um, because number one, like mental health is one of the most, like the highest displaced populations right now, um, the mental yeah. health community. Um, and oftentimes I, I speak about my um, experience like during incarceration and like they here where I am, they've shut down a lot of the mental health institutions and now they house those people in jails, which is like no place for people with mental health issues, you know? 
No, not Jill's at all. not. Re- they're not getting the help that they need. Um, they need, you know, t- to be stabilized. And in jail, you can't do that. You can't even like find peace to even become stabilized in incarceration. No, and 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 it's. I know me and you had talked a little while back. Uh, I've really been looking forward to this podcast. I, again, thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. But it's the transition when you're getting out of the military, the transition from going from incarceration to being back out in public, there is none. And then we're just expected to go out here and, and literally it's like they just patch on the back and go, Hey, good luck. And whatever happens, happens. And and it's like, no, you wonder why people go back to being incarcerated while they go back to jail. Well, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, that's that's where people be are understood. They're mm-hmm. those are my people. They yeah. understand what I'm going through. They understand my mindset. So, as much as we hate it, that's that's a lot of times what's going on there is they're going back to what they know. And that, absolutely, and you know what else too? Um, a lot of people don't have like real families. You know, we're all birthed into families, right? And we don't get to choose the families that we're birthed into. But just because I'm birthed into a, a specific bloodline doesn't, I feel like, does not make these people my family. Family comes from true. where I'm valued at, where I'm heard, and things like that. And oftentimes in these jails, these prisons, we find the people that are just like us, like-minded, that have a lack of family. Honestly, like when I was incarcerated, I met some of the best people that I've ever met that were just in unforeseen circumstances or um, a couple of women um, would just keep reoffending to go back like purposefully because they didn't have home. They didn't have family and things like that. So they would reoffend to be reincarcerated, to have a place to sleep, a place to shower and a place to receive a free meal, you know, and it's sad under those circumstances, but yeah, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely yeah, right. It, you know, the the system's broke, and uh, whichever system you want to pick, I think there's a whole lot of systems. Our education systems broke. Our schooling yeah. systems broke. College systems broke. Uh, jail systems broke. And it's for us that are out here trying to to help and do the right thing and, and lead people in a, a, in a positive direction. Um, boy, it it really is. It's hard to do when everything's fighting against you. You It is extremely hard and it's so much work to do. Honestly, like you said, it's a bunch of systems and they've all been created to work exactly the way that they work. Um, Mm -hmm. which is to keep people oppressed, to keep people, you know, the ways that is keeping people down they don't they don't want us to wake up or to join you know unify and break out of their you know the matrix and it's so sad i I, aisha i tell you this i i heard this years ago and as i've gotten older it really has kicked in and i understand it now more than anything and it's this here and i hope that everybody listen to this if you get anything out of this podcast listen to this what i'm about to tell you if you want to control a people, keep them sick and broke. And you have the control. And you Absolutely. look at our systems, the way that they are set up, what do they do? They make us live off of drugs and they keep us poor. 
and, and it, then and they come through every now and then with a with a um with a solution you know to, to make us feel like we need them yeah you know yeah. they come through with and, and they've solution. kept us and and it's like it's like if you if you dig a hole 20 foot deep and throw somebody in it and you keep them down there if you give them a ladder that's five foot tall they feel like they're accomplishing something but the reality is they're still in the hole mm-hmm. now you that know? was good that was good not good to say you know what they're doing to us but that was a good um way to put it absolutely that's exactly what it's like and you know what I just I'm finishing up a sociology class, right? And this is like proven. It's written in the books, like the the way the system is set up. And it's like, what what's what's that good saying that they used to say? Um, if you want to find something or you want to hide something, hide it in a book. Didn't we just discuss that the other day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's and it is crazy because it's out here. Uh, success is all around us. I mean, it's the life you want. It's right there. Is it easy? No, it's a struggle. Where we help each other in overcoming that struggle is, is through each other's stories, is through, you know, I've went through stuff that, that you've never went through, but you might one day. Mm-hmm. And how cool is it that me and you have made a connection that if you, knowing my story, start to go through that, you have somebody to reach out to mm-hmm. that, that can... It's, it's through our stories, through our hardships, through our pains, through our glories and our, and our greatness. That's how we help each other. Yep. And it's, again, if you keep people always in that negativity, then they never look out for, they, they never find the help because, well, everything around them is negative. Yeah. You know, yep. and, you know, it's. And you know what, honestly, like, <clears throat> so what you just said, like, I literally had to find it in myself and I'm not saying I did it alone because I, it's only God that gives me the grace and the strength to do everything that I do. But I, I became in a situation like just in life in general, where I got just really sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? Yeah. Um, and just really to, like to the point where I could only look to God for help because I didn't have, you know, everybody that was around me, family, friends, all that. Um, would act like they were positive reinforcement, but when it really came down to it, when I really was in need, they were not there. And if they were, it was just, you know, um, either thrown back in your face or something like that, you know? And yeah. it was literally, I found TikTok and started watching <laughs> video. I love the TikTok. Wa- <laughs> started watching videos that were inspiring me and just you know I felt like I was hearing different messages from God and just different things um and then once I got off into that like you know um God led me to get on there and you know start telling my story and it has been uncomfortable but so many people have like came to me and they're like you know um and not just on TikTok but like Facebook and, and just different platforms um just you know just telling me like you know when you share your story like you don't even understand how much this helps and i've yeah. seen other people share their story too where it's, it's helped me like you know because when we're in these positions in these places and spaces in our lives a lot of times it can just feel like impossible and so yeah. when we hear always remember person, I, I tell you always remember this your story is somebody else's strength 
Now that's good. I like that. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true. I mean, that's, you know, uh, again, I, I go... I've been through so much stuff um, that, and and it, what you'll find is, is, so I can talk about, say, like gratitude, you know, and that's the whole basis of the book is the gratitude and to put yourself first and to understand that that's okay. And and while it'll feel uncomfortable, and that's because you've never done it, and it'll feel selfish and you'll get told it's selfish. I just say good. Be selfish. Mm-hmm. Sometimes because you have you, to be. Oh, you, you do. And, and what you'll find is, is in that selfishness per se, as you fill yourself up, it flows over into other people. Yep. And man, if that's a selfish thing, well, great. Let me be selfish because I, I want to fill up all those around me. Absolutely. You know? And you know what a common mistake that I see and that I've made to in my life <clears throat> is sometimes like, we pour from within when we're not full and really what we should be doing is pouring from the overflow so that we're not deprived of anything. See, um, and I love what you just said that because that embodies the whole thing. It's not to, it's not to pour from where you're not full. It's to pour from your overflow. God, the, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to record <laughs> that. and I'm going to put that down. <laughs> We got some good stuff going on here. I like I this. I, I, was just, I like this. I like this for both of us. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. So when you originally had posted the TikTok video, the one that started bringing people in towards you about mental health, what was that video around? Like, what was it? What was in that going on in that particular video? I, I don't know that it was one video. Cause I, I literally, I post three to five videos a day. Um, it was more of, I just, cause I do a lot of mindset stuff. Okay. Well, mindset, while I talk, I can say something about business. It flows right over into regular day life. Okay. You know, to succeed in business is to succeed in life and vice versa, you know? Uh, so I, I really, I, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't tell you which exact video it was. Um, I, I, I did a video and, and one video I did, um, again, this was a mindset thing and it's just to, to know that you're enough. And it's, if I ask you to write down everything that you love, how long would it take to write down yourself? Are you asking me that personally? Well, no. Well, I am, but at the same time, that was the video. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. Um. These days, it doesn't take that long. I would, I would put, I will put, of course, God first, and then I will put myself next. Um, Because in order for me to love anyone else outside of God and myself, like it has to start with me first. It has to start with me first. The same things that we want from other people, we have to get that established within ourselves so that we can know what it is to give those things and receive them. And it took me a really long time to get to the the place where I love myself. I thought that I did a long time ago, but I was so saturated in drugs and alcohol, I wouldn't be receptive to real love um, and only 
by the grace of God, God has shown me what love feels like. Um, and not just what it feels like, what it is to like love others too. Yeah, that's, and, it, and to me that, that kind of, it goes into the whole gratitude part. It's to love the gratitude is to understand that in the Bible, it says you are the gift. Like we are the gift and that gift is the gift of gratitude, the gift of love. And to understand that, yeah, it's, um, well here, I had the kind of like what you just said. I had this discussion with my mom when a few years ago or a few, few years before she passed away. And it was something to the effect of her love for me and my sister and she said well here I'm going to tell you right now that you're not number one on my list you know you're third maybe even fourth yeah and I was like whoa because that's what we hear so yeah. much well I love my kids more than I love myself and and here I am talking to my own mom and she's like no you're not you're not first and she did say she said God is first God is my number one love because without him, I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. And she goes, and I'm second because that way I can give to you guys. And then you guys would come. And I, I was like, well, you know, and it, it's again, in that moment I did, I remember I said, well, man, that's selfish. Gosh, <laughs> man, thanks mom. And, she's back. and, and, and it, she did. She said, well, I hope someday you understand that. And you know what? It's crazy because a lot of the things that we're taught when we're young, I, like it sounds like this, your mother was this type of woman as well as my mom too. A lot of the stuff that she taught me when I was young, I didn't understand it. Right? You know, I, I would get so sick and tired of hearing it. But now I'm older, as I'm, you know, aging, I'm like, now this makes perfect sense. That was some good information she was giving back then. And I'm so grateful for it. You know, yeah. it would be times when my mom would say, you know, don't let people use you all up. Or if you don't really want to do something for a person, don't do it. Because, you know, even when you're upset, don't throw it back in their face. If you're not doing it from a, a good place, you know, within your heart, then don't do it at all. Or um, she would tell me, you know, when you find good friends, you hold on to them. And if you guys have them falling out, don't go telling their business. You know, they trusted you to tell you the stuff that mean the most to them or that are they're feeling deeply about. Don't go let that go, you know, in the heat of a moment. Be loyal be you know a good person there yeah. used to be different things like that that didn't really make a whole lot of sense back then but now they add so much value um to my life and now i'm passing it on to my child too so i'm definitely grateful for you know the things that we're taught oh yeah that's and i and i'm the same way i can i can coincide with with what you just said it's looking back i can see that my mom taught me gratitude she showed love like with all she had she taught me a life of respect and honor but the gratitude thing while i can again look back and say that was her life lesson for me i didn't fully learn that lesson until i was holding her hand when she passed away mm -hmm. i'm sorry for your loss yeah, no no it's um it's with that loss that I get to be who I am today. Mm. And my mom, I know she's proud of me. So, That's you know, amazing. it's, 
you know, a loss, that's part of life. Um, think of her every day, miss her every day, talk to her every day. And that's what makes me, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I dealt with it. I moved through it. Uh, you know, you don't ever, I, I always hate it when people say, well, you just, you know, you got to get over it. Well, there's no getting over certain things. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you move through it and you learn how to deal with it. And my way of dealing with it is, is literally just knowing that she's with me every day. And that's my gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something else. So after the passing of your mother, um, what would you say was the, the bump in the road that made you transition? Or what was it that had you start transitioning into the life of gratitude? Um, well, we're hardheads, hardheads as humans. It takes a while. Uh, <laughs> holding her hand with her never walking in her life, always being restricted to a wheelchair and, and a leg brace and, and things. I knew in the moment that she passed that mom could walk them, that she could run and she could do everything that she couldn't do here. And I was so grateful for God to bless her with that. And then it was, you know, you just start, you start seeing things a little different. And then in 2000, mom passed away in 2008. Uh, in 2014, I was actually ran over by a diesel truck. Um, like literally the whole 56 foot trailer ran over top of my truck and, and completely smashed one side. And I walked away without a scratch. That's not the bagat. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> it, it was total God. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's my gratitude is okay. All right, God, you, you got me here. <laughs> For a reason. And I, yep. And I don't know that reason. And, and it's just trust, trust the process, trust that he does have a vision for you. And he wants the best life for you. He wants your greatest, the greatest parts of you to come out. And you have to trust that you're going to go through some hard stuff to get there. You know, the only way to agree uh, to achieve your greatness is to go through your worstest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? What do they say? Diamonds? No, pressures, pressure produces diamonds. That's hundred percent accurate because as yeah. long as we're in a comfortable space we don't thrive for like we don't even know what we're capable of until put into these uncomfortable situations where you have no choice yeah. but to push through yeah and it's uh well i say the army's taught me taught me a big part of that is your capabilities and then throughout life but really the army did a lot of that for me is you don't you don't know that you can walk five miles with 40 pounds on your back and carrying 20 more pounds with a rifle and you do it and quarter of the way through you feel like you're dying and and you just keep pushing through it and and you get done and you say holy crap i did it and it and it was worth it and i'm so proud of me and then you start doing that through your life in business when i first opened up my my painting company i couldn't tell you how many people were like Hey man, good job. We're proud of you, but mm, we really don't see this happening for you. Like, mm, you're good at you're good at doing this, but are you? We just don't know if you're smart enough. You don't have the experience. You don't have. And again, and and here's the crazy part. I want everybody to hear this. These were people that loved me. 
these were people that said, I, you know, we believe in you, but, and, and, it, and what I found was I was going to achieve this. Mm-hmm. And it was so I could say, look what I did. Yep. And then you get to a point where you achieve a success to a point and then you go, you know what? This ain't about them no more. This is about mm-hmm. me and, and pushing myself to go further than I thought I could. You know, and uh, you know what I've learned? Um, what I've learned over the years is like, because I've had that happen to me, the people that you love and care about the most, when you, you know, you got this dream and this vision of something that you want to birth, and then you share with these people and they'll, they'll shoot it right out the sky, right? And so what I've learned is like, over the course of the years, like if I'm working on something just to keep it to myself, and I've learned this the hard way, because like you said, people are, the people that I love are the main ones that are I don't, you know, I don't see it coming to fruition or are you sure you can do this or are you sure or what about this, you know, and it's it's just like, and that hurts. That hurts oh, the yeah. people that you want to celebrate with you or, you know, just to be there along the journey um, are the main ones. And, and, a, and a lot of times, and again, I go back to they, most times they're going to come from a place of love, but what they're coming from is a place of commonality you know this is the way life's supposed to be this is the way this is what your last name your last name doesn't mean success we weren't raised like this this isn't what we were taught you live in this neighborhood this is all we're good for and so to step outside of those boundaries mm-hmm. while those loved ones they say Ooh, okay we want to see you succeed you're going outside the boundary like oh boy you know we'll see you when you get we'll see you when you get back inside the boundary when you get back inside the box (laughs) sorry it's it's not it's it's not funny because it's really sad that we're conditioned this way in society and within our families to live inside this cultural norm and like you said when we decide to step out this box you know we're, we're deviating from the whole like norm and it's just it's it's a lonely journey it's a lonely journey but it's so worth it and it's so rewarding like you you know what the biggest you know for most kids what the biggest lie they're ever told is what's that you can be whatever you want when you grow up Mm -hmm. and and here's why because nobody shows them Mm -hmm. because the person that says it doesn't chase their dreams doesn't go after their best, you know, their greatness, their everything. They, hey, we want you, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. All right, well, show me. Somebody show me. What is what does that look like? What is that even, you know, what what is that? And nobody shows them. And that's why when you step out of the box and you actually go after your dreams and after your great, your, your best life, people freak out because wait a minute this mm-hmm. this ain't the way it's supposed to be yep you know i was only i was only kidding around when i said hey you can really be all you want yep you know and it's a, it's a sad thing but with my speaking business and, and my painting and, and i was i've been successful in the painting industry mm-hmm. but now in the speaking industry i've got grandkids now and my kids, but my grandkids, I really look at them and, and that's my, 
that's my why is I want these grandkids of mine I want these other kids that even live around me to go dang look at look at Sammy look at grandpa look at pop pop holy crap he's doing it mm-hmm. and when he tells me that I can do it I believe I can because somebody yeah. somebody's showing me that, that whatever possible. I want I can go do you know and so that's a big that's a big why for me is to to not tell that lie yeah you know to breathe. absolutely and you know what like you said um because I see a lot of that um in the line of work that I'm in I see a lot of like people that just don't have never had that type of structure and never had someone sit down with them show them even the like basic life skills you know um or even set any type of an example like you know no structure no boundaries no none of that so it's like now as adults they're lost and they're having kids and you know it's like the the we have to break out of that you know we have to so that's one of that's the why as to like the way I am with my son on my parenting I parent way different from the way that I was raised um because you know I want my son to have the same things that I wished that I had and also like I want him to see that the sky isn't even the limit you know um so like with when me when I work I take him to work with me a lot so that he can see you know on this side of because I work in the um criminal justice criminal justice advocacy like lane so I want him to see this side of things instead of being you know on the other side and see that if you really work hard things you you know as long as you're consistent and it it is going to be some hard days because you've seen me have some rough days you know and those are it's just the way that life happens but you know you can't stay there. You gotta keep pushing. Yeah. And so, yeah. and, and I always say this at the end of it: it's completely worth it. Mhm. Mhm. It yeah, is. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my book—it's coming out. Um, it's supposed to be this next Friday. I signed signed all the final documents and all that stuff. So it, it should be. It's. They told me it'd be three to four or five days. Okay. But speaking of that, it's. I did a I did a video about that and it was right even just writing the book. I mean it took me five months just to write the book. And now here I'll tell you, it's a 50, 50, 52, 53 page book. So it's mm-hmm. not that long, it's not that big. But it's still you know, it took me sitting right where I'm sitting right now, smiling, crying, getting frustrated, getting mad, getting happy going through all the emotions to write this book because I didn't want to just write a a book and okay yay look me I wrote a book no I wanted to mean something and then it's you start you go because I've never wrote a book before so that's a whole process and then you start going through the editing and it's they want you to do this and you want them to do that and then and we went back and forth for probably two more months and the publishing and now the you know, you got to get things set up for Amazon and the websites and the, and I will tell you, there's two moments and I've only went through one so far. When I wrote the last word of the last paragraph, graph of the last sentence of that book. And I knew, okay, that's the last word and this book's done. I was, it was completely worth it. 
I mean, I, I literally, it was like a load came off of me. When I get that phone call that says, Sammy, you are now an officially published author. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I, I'll get that feeling again. I know I will. And it's completely worth it. But to get to that for a 50 page book, it it will have taken me a year. Mm -hmm. Now, how many people would have given up? How many people would have said, this is too hard. This ain't worth it. This is not. And unfortunately, I'm not allowed to be an author. Who do I think I am? (laughs) It's everything. This little brain will fight in every way. And I fought that fight. <laughs> I fought that fight for a year. And and this next week, I, I get to say it was completely worth it. Mm-hmm. And everybody listening, it's completely worth it. It is. It's going to suck. But it's also going to be amazing and awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially once, you, once they get printed and you sit there and you look like, I can't believe I wrote this book. I can't yeah. believe I wrote this book. Um it was something else I was going to ask you. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, so what you want to give us a briefing about what your book is about? Uh, so the book is, it's six chapters. It's, it's nice short read. Uh, literally it's 50, 50 some pages. What it is, is the first chapter is how I came to gratitude. So it's my story of my mom and, and her life. And then me, um, but the next five chapters are five different lessons and, and things that you can implement in your life to to come to a life of gratitude and put yourself first. You know, everything from the way you talk to yourself, like the words that come out of your mouth. You are the only person in the world that has heard every word that's ever come out of your mouth. Yep. You are also the only person that's ever heard every thought that's went through your head. So you are the only person that can change that. Mm-hmm. And and you can, you know, it's eliminate the word can't. I'm, I'm five foot six, 48 years old, 210 pounds, chubby little guy. And I can slam a basketball. <laughs> I'm going to need a, a Isha's help, but I can do it. <laughs> We're going to get it done somehow. <laughs> you know, I got you. <laughs> uh, and it's evaluate another chapter is evaluate evaluate your environment and this is literally where are you at in the world is this where you want to be right now where i live isn't my final destination but it's okay now it's it's gotten me to here so i'm good but where do i want to be and then it's how cool is it that i can go visit the places that i want to go live yes you know so go do that Go put yourself, this is where like the whole vision boards and, uh, you know, uh, this, this putting yourself in that place, your environment, that's where you want to go. Here's the hardest part about the environment. We've talked a lot about this already. It's who are you around? Your environment has everything to do with who you're around and you to achieve your peace of mind to your peace of life to fill yourself full of gratitude and put yourself first sometime sometimes you have to love people from a distance 
and it's going to be mom, dad, brother, sister, kids. It doesn't mean that you cut them out. It doesn't mean you say, hey, you can't be around me ever. It's you learn your limitations with them. You have to, you have to put those boundaries up and stick to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not an easy thing to do, but that that's part of it. I can't be around. I, I've got an uncle that's like super negative. Like the dude is just negative as all get out. It, he comes around and the whole energy in the room just drops. Mm-hmm. I can't be around him. I love yeah. him. If he called me up right now and said he had a flat tire and needed some help, I'd go help him. But I know my limitations with him. I know my, I have a certain time limit that's, that he's allowed around my presence. Yeah. You know, that is a very hard lesson for people to learn. And, but man, it, it, it pays dividends beyond money or anything, you know, Absolutely. pay dividends in your life. And another, probably the, the last chapter and the hardest thing of all is to just be honest with yourself. You know, it, we, again, we're the only ones that's heard everything we've ever said. Mm-hmm. So we're the only ones that know exactly every one of our lives. Yep. If you, if you say you want to get in shape, but man, I just can't get off the couch because of excuse, excuse, excuse. Those are lies. Those are lies. And you know, they're lies. We know they're lies. I know they're lies. I've told them. Be honest with yourself and watch your, watch your whole life change. Just with that honesty, watch it change. Yeah. And you know, it's like, we, everything starts like within self. That's one of the the biggest things. Like that's one of the first steps. Like you got to get right with yourself in order and you got to be honest. How can you operate? um, trying to produce any fruit in a dishonest way. Like, you know, nothing's going to come of that. And you're not going to get anywhere. You're like running yourself around in circles pretty much. Um, and sometimes like, it's really hard to be honest with yourself, but it helps you map out like okay if, if I want to lose this weight um, then let me be honest I gotta stop you know like I'm the cause of all the weight gain you know unless it's like a medical condition or something like that and that's just for an example but like you gotta be real like I'm eating trashy I'm not you know moving around enough or whatever it may look like for different people um, you know and then really like sitting back looking at who we have in our space our mindset um, like you know our outlook being honest and then also like shifting your mindset to look at to, to try to find something positive in every situation like that's helped me immensely like those okay. starting with those two things and then no matter like what it what it looks like try to be productive every single day like those those three things implementing those three things in my life have See, I, I'm gonna and, and this is where paying attention to our language you know, what comes out of our mouth and what goes through our brain. Uh, and I know you didn't mean it, mm-hmm. but this is, this is a wordplay, but it's a powerful wordplay. What you just said was try to do something great every day. Instead of just doing it, doing Never it. Never try. You either do yeah. or don't. We're yeah. trying because trying is a big excuse. And again, I know you didn't mean to, but I thought that was yeah. a good. A no, good, that was a good catch. You know, yeah. yeah it's, See, I listen. <laughs> well, no, that's good. That's the next book gets to be the active listener. <laughs> Ooh, now that, that's a real good one. Yeah. Oh, man. 
but it is you know it's eliminate it, eliminate that word tribe you know not just you but we will use that word because it's a good excuse well i tried did yeah. you really <laughs> yeah try again we'll keep keep doing until something happens yeah yeah quit like trying said, keep doing there you go yeah, absolutely I, absolutely and you know what the whole like I'm, I'm so proud of you like with just in the things that you sat here and told me and what you know when we talked before like um because a lot of people um will use like childhood situations or like the loss of a loved one and not to discount anything that anybody goes through because i'm familiar with the hurt and the pain that comes with all that too but the fact that you are using those things like to to slingshot you into greatness you know yeah oftentimes like we I, I have to ask myself a lot of times, uh, is this going to be my excuse or is this going to be what empowers me? And it's up to me. I get to make that decision. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's, and, and, and I will say this, when you go through something, what, depending on what it is, what, what tragedy or, or whatever, you know, losing a loved one, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever your tragedy is. It is a, there is a certain time to use it for an excuse because it is an excuse and it should be and it's allowed but eventually you got to let it empower you because it happened for you not to you mm. that's deep that's yeah. deep so. absolutely oh that was deep I like that I like that <laughs> I like that seriously because you know what honestly like i lost my mother too uh it'll be four years since september and like you said we're human and we're hard-headed and so for the first all the way up until last year i was like just a hot mess really to sum everything up i was a hot mess but now that i'm sober-minded clear-minded and all that good stuff and really like working on me like i going into this year i'm like I'm investing everything I've put into everybody for so long. Now it's getting poured into me because, you know, prior to this, I was so empty and yeah. it's just like, now I got to I got to I'm sorry, you guys, but I'm not sorry. I got to take a step back from your needs, wants, feelings, emotions, all this good stuff. You know, I helped as long as I could. I did as much as I could. And now I have to fill me up because if not, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wreck out some. Oh, yeah. be, you know, no good. Well, it's like you said earlier, you got to fill, you got to fill others from an overflowing cup. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if your cup's not full, mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. You're right. I can't give you everything that I have because I ain't really got nothing right now. I don't yeah. have the strength. I don't have the power. I don't have the mentality. I don't have yeah. the love. I don't have happiness. I cannot mm -hmm. give you these things, which I do not have. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. God has shown me how to put boundaries on people, like whether it's loved ones, friends, family. He's helped me establish those boundaries. Um, like you said, because if I'm, I'm lacking in one area, I, how can I give it? To, how can I give you something that I don't have? Like it's just impossible. It's, it's yeah. impossible. It's, it is yeah. impossible. So I've learned, and you know, it has been a, a tough, tough road. But you know. Um, just keep progressing up the hill. Like you just gotta keep going. That's gotta keep definitely. going. That's the only way to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, 
So, would you like to give us a, a rundown of, um, like, if someone wants to work with you outside of this or if they want to contact you, how can we find you? Uh, easiest way is probably through my website. It's uh, discovermentaledge.com. Um, on the old TikTok, if you if you got the TikToks and you're cool like me and Aisha here, you get the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I need to get your handle. I, okay. I, uh, but... Uh, it's Mental Edge, and on Instagram is probably the other best way, and that's the underscore Sammy J. Okay. And, and, and the easiest place. <laughs> how can we purchase copies of your book? Uh, go to discovermentaledge.com. There's a place. Okay. Until next week, it'll be a pre-order place, and then as of next place next week, I'll just switch the switch the site and it'll actually have the Amazon link on there for you. So Okay. But, yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely want a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. What's your link on there? And we're putting that out there for the world and for me. I'm being selfish. Okay. Um no you're fine. So we are on TikTok <laughs> as at Let the Healing Begin twenty three. Um and I'm also on Facebook. I just had to create a new Facebook page. So everything I don't have that many followers and stuff. But I'm on there as Asia um, S. Wilson, and that's A-S-H-I-A um, S. Wilson. And then I do, I just started another um, Let the Hill Begin podcast page on Facebook, and that's on there as Let the Hill Begin podcast with Asia. And then, oh, I also have a faith-based t-shirt and hoodie store. Um, yep. Um, and that's at www.greatergrowthllc.com. Very cool. Very cool. I appreciate your time today. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm right there with you. This was a great, great just talking to you. It's, it literally, I feel like I'm talking with a friend. Just <laughs> I know. <laughs> like we met before could, or something. <laughs> I, yeah. I, we can literally, I think me and you could go out and uh, not have a drink because we're not doing that. But no. we could uh, we could go have dinner, and we'd have a dinner, dinner probably yeah. for about four hours. <laughs> yeah, we would. They might be ready to put us out. <laughs> <laughs> we'd close down the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, <laughs> right. I appreciate no, thank your you time. so much for having me. No problem. And um, you know, you're more than welcome on the show anytime you would like. Okay. You send okay. me another invite. We're, I'm back on. We're, we'll I get sure it on. will. <laughs> I'm going to send you my email after this too so we can stay in contact because I definitely I love the work that you're doing and like you said, it feels, you feel like a long-time friend. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> nope, nope. I look forward to the next time. <laughs> okay, likewise. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You too. Alright, have a great day. Uh-huh. <laughs>